1: tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then.
0: Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. The whole concept of the quiet quitting really comes from this shifting attitude that we are a bit tired of hustling. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and
1: welcome back everyone. Em, who are we shouting out this week?
0: We are shouting out Riley and this is a personal favourite of mine. She says, Hey Em and Sarah, I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast. I'm moving to a new city for college and was nervous to be interviewing for career level opportunities. I listened to nearly all of your episodes. Another listener that's in the listener hall of fame for this. I love that. (laughs) Including the pep talk right before I went in. This is the first person that we've heard from about our pep talk episode, which is amazing. She says, the tips and reassurance helped me feel so confident in my interview once I landed it, especially learning to simply be prepared with what I wanted to get across to them. The pep talk was extremely empowering. (laughs) Anyhow, my interview went amazing, and they were super impressed and made that really clear before I even left the interview. That's how you know you killed it. I got the call the next day with the offer, and I was so grateful and excited. You guys are so pleasing to listen to with the perfect ratio of humor and advice. You guys are the best. Wait for it. Oh, and I took the notebook. In. <laughs> I just, Riley, I love you. You are the best.
1: And how perfect was that message? And like that leaving was just the, the notebook for last. I was thinking about this today. I want to print that off and put it on my wall. <laughs> we have to do a post on Instagram of just, you know, the notebook as the solution to all of your job search problems. And if you know, you know. We're not explaining if you know,
0: you know. If you're an OG listener, you'll know. If you want sessions like Riley, like an absolute boss, check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Yeah.
1: And if you liked one of our episodes, you used one of our tips like the notebook or the episode right before you go in, we really want to hear about it. Please send us a DM. We get a lot more of them these days, but I promise you, we definitely read all of them, even if we don't manage to reply in a timely manner.
0: Yes, but we will endeavour to do that. Getting right into today's episode, we're going to be talking about quiet quitting, which you've probably heard of recently because it is everywhere. TikToks, news articles, it's a buzzword. And in fact, one of my announcers at work today talked about quiet quitting as a segment. So we thought we'd be very on brand by doing this episode. It's gone viral. It's really gone viral. And
1: we've got a TikTok to thank for that. I actually saw this TikTok a couple of days ago earlier in the week and showed it to my team at work because we've been talking a lot about, how Gen Z kind of approaches work and how things are really shifting from this idea of working and career and hustle to this idea of you work for money and that's it. And I showed my team and then a few days later, it's just really caught on. So I think it resonated with so many people. And this video by ZK Chillin has... 2.6 or 2.7 million views at the time of recording, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, I have actually had conversations with co-workers that are roughly my age about how we feel the difference in our workplace between sort of the boomer generation and our generation that we're sort of like, for us, long gone are the days of that culture of like, you're in an internship and you stay back till 9pm every day. Like, we're like, no, I shan't be doing that. Like, it's a real shift. And I personally am here for it because... Life's too short to hustle till we die. Obviously career aspirations are important and obviously I run this podcast so I enjoy my career and I'm a, I'm a little bit of a hustler but I have have been known for, on many occasions to complain about the hustle culture and how I'm done with it and how my whole life has just been overachieving and I'm ready to just plateau for a little bit, you know? Yeah, and you're not even technically Gen Z.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's have a look at the original audio. I recently learned about this term called quiet quitting, where you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. You're still performing your duties, but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life. The reality is it's not, and your worth as a person is not defined by your labor. There you go. So what do you think? Does that capture the way that you feel about work? Yeah, I think so. So what do you think has made this such a trend right now? Why has this suddenly been all over the news and people are really relating to it?
0: I think burnout, the COVID pandemic gave us all the time to reevaluate what's important. And I don't know, people, it's just like a revolution. It's just like an awakening. Everyone's just like, we're sick of this. Yeah.
1: And like not wanting to work to live and live to work. I think I've got that round the wrong way.
0: I saw a tweet the other day that was like, no longer am I like, yeah, similar thing, hustling or whatever. And all I need is a job that pays me enough money to live comfortably and do the things, you know, the necessities, the things that I want to do.
1: Yeah. And I think every news article that I've seen written about this has kind of gone to the experts. Like, what do you think about this quiet quitting? But what I wanted to do is have a look at the captions of this video, because the reason why this is trending in the first place is because so many people related to this. And I don't know about you, Em, but when I'm on TikTok, one of the first things I do on a really popular video is check out the comments.
0: Sometimes if something's really funny, I am so fast to the comments, because I'm like, the comments are going to be funnier than the actual video what
1: are people saying? Oh my gosh. And sometimes the comments make the video funny that wasn't funny in the first place because people are so clever. So I wanted to check out some of the comments. These are a huge range of different things. These were a lot that were at the top and other people had really liked these comments as well, if you don't know how TikTok works. So this is stuff that someone commented, but other people were also really relating to these sentiments. So we'll take turns kind of reading some of them out. The caption of this actual video from the user who created it said, this works best if you can tolerate your job. If you're miserable, get out of there. Your peace of mind comes first. Like, don't quiet, quit. Like, quit, quit.
0: Yeah, I like that. Someone else wrote, even when I do this, I'm still outperforming 90% of my coworkers. What a flex. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Is that
1: like you're so much of an overworker and an overachiever that even you're...
0: Even you laying off is better than most people's like best effort. That's great. If that's
1: you, then you definitely need to do this. I loved this one. Then when you do it, you realize nothing at work matters and suddenly all the stress vanishes. That idea of just reframing how you think about work.
0: One of my co-workers has a job that is sort of like really important, I guess, like the brekkie team like relies on her every day doing a task that informs them, blah, blah, blah. She had some time off and was like stressing how the whole place was going to run without her and everything. And then she had her time off and she came back and was like, everything went fine. Like, nobody needed me. Like, <laughs> it was a bit of a wake up call of like, I don't need to stress so much. Like, the wheels keep turning without you. You can get really caught up in it.
1: Definitely. I lo- really liked this one doing this now, but close to quitting, quitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're just soft launching their quit. <laughs>
1: That's the best thing I've ever... You need to go in there and comment that. You'll be the top comment in a second. Maybe I will. Maybe I can go viral. I'm doing a soft launch for my quitting, for my resignation.
0: I'm soft. So it's not such a surprise. You've been seeing it coming. Well, yeah, Emma, you have been dropping the ball lately. Okay, sad to see you go. I'm sad, but I'm not that
1: sad because you prepared me.
0: Yeah, you've been significantly weighing down the company. (laughs) Jokes, we don't condone that. Another person, this is hilarious, said, I did this and should have been way more quiet about it. That's funny. They were obviously very loudly being like, I don't care anymore. I'm doing the bare minimum. Stuff this place. (laughs) And like, yeah, the quiet
1: is in there for a reason, I think. We'll discuss that a little bit more later. It's subtle. It's subtle. This one was interesting. I stopped going above and beyond and ended up getting fired because, quote, I wasn't passionate about the brand anymore. We'll talk about this in a sec, but I can see that happening.
0: Yeah, there's some context for the people that maybe hadn't heard of it and, you know, the sentiments around it. Some other names that we've heard for it is the lying flat movement in China.
1: Yeah. So this is something that the original creator posted about and he was like, look, I wish I knew that there were all these other names before I accidentally made a viral video. Sorry for calling it quiet quitting. But other people are saying you can say setting boundaries, meeting expectations, this idea quiet quitting. It's quite an inflammatory, you know, title for it. I guess. But there's this kind of movement of people in China. There's been some articles written about it that we'll link in the show notes about people who don't want to do anything and they're sick of being pushed into overworking and they call it lying flat, which I guess is a translation from the original saying.
0: So why do you think people or me or anyone, why do you think people want to quietly quit? What gets them to that point?
1: Well, I think this resonates with you if work's taken over your life. And that could mean a couple of things. That could mean in terms of time, but that also could mean just mentally or physically even. Mental load. Yeah, you're thinking about it all the time. You're exhausted from it. Maybe you only work eight hours a day, but you come home mentally exhausted and mentally drained. You're too stressed. You're burnt out. Your health is maybe being affected or your social life or your family or you're just not happy not satisfied, this might be tempting for you then because when you're doing a job that you're not enjoying, it's so hard to even just do your regular hours. I don't know if you've ever been in that position before, Em, but just even doing the bare minimum is really difficult if you're hating it. And I think people might be drawn to it with that soft launching your actual resignation because if they want to quit then it's kind of an alternative to be like well I can still get paid and maybe I can drag this out a little bit whilst I have a break or I have a reset or something like that or while I'm looking for another job I can just still stay in my job and keep that security.
0: Now we're not here to say our opinion on if you should do this or not. That's not what this is about. Instead, we're just going to discuss broader consequences, you know, (laughs) different things that might happen and to equip you with the best knowledge and you can make an informed decision on if you're going to quiet quit. On that note, what might happen if you do quiet quit? (laughs)
1: Well, I think there's a big difference when people talk about doing what's expected of you and not going above and beyond because that's what the original content says. It doesn't say like
0: drop the ball and not do your duties. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just is not going above and beyond anymore. But I think there's a difference between doing that when you're in like an hourly rate kind of job where you're being tracked and you're being paid per hour. And when you're in a salary job, there's a certain expectation that's normally pretty explicit in your contract. And then there's also like an unsaid kind of part of it as well, where the reason you're paid more than an hourly rate person or an award rate person is because there is an expectation that you do more hours than just, you know, 9 to 5:30 and because you take on some more responsibility. So that's kind of inherent in the fact that you're in a salaried job. Really? Yes.
0: Wow. I always think that it's like kind of the other way, like a scam, because my partner's a subcontractor carpenter and he gets paid hourly and he thinks my salary is a scam because I often am putting all this like work over time and his idea of work is like you're paid for every second that you're at work. So it seems like the salary is like the worst end of the deal, but... (sighs) Look, it depends. It's
1: kind of comparing apples and oranges though with those two jobs because you've got something that involves manual labour and you've got something that doesn't, right? But... In general, salary jobs pay more. You have more of an opportunity to earn more money. Trying to get a really, really high hourly rate, the more you go senior, you're not gonna get an hourly rate, it's gonna be a salary. That's just what you have to do if you want to get paid more, at least in Australia. Differences if you're a contractor, get like the rules are all changed right if you're contracting to someone then you can be on day rates and things get you know really awesome from that perspective but this idea that i'm only working when i'm paid if you're on a salary <laughs> uh you're actually being paid to cover you for more than just your base hours so i think that's important to know if you get an annual salary you're paid above the base minimum wage you're paid above award in your contract it will say that you agree that you may need to work reasonable additional hours and that additional hours are reasonable. That wording will be in your contract. So if you're doing 9 a.m., 5.30 every single day, 7.6 or 8 hours a day, you're actually not meeting expectations of your job. So keep that in mind before you do something like this.
0: Interesting. And... Also, like there being a sudden change from going above and beyond to suddenly not, like what are the implications of that? They're going to be quite shocked. Yeah,
1: exactly. And if you go into a new job with this mentality of like, you know, not going above and beyond, I think, you know, that would probably be easier for you. But if you were the kind of person that was always, you know, helping other people, doing stuff that wasn't in their duties, helping other people out, staying back, answering emails on the weekends, all these things, and you suddenly stop, and And I feel like it reminds me of that comment that we saw, I wasn't passionate about the brand anymore and, you know, they fired her. Look, I don't think they're always going to fire you, but I think your boss is going to know something's up. Like be prepared to be talked to and like, hey, what's going on if you've got a sudden change?
0: Yeah. And it'll probably be the approach of like, is everything all right in your personal life? (laughs) They're probably going to think like you're going through a divorce or something, but you can't really announce, oh, I'm just quietly quitting. I've had a reevaluation of my priorities. That's not going to fly. Yeah, we'll talk about what you can do instead. But
1: I think that is something you need to think about. If you're suddenly changing the way that you're doing things, it's going to draw some suspicion. It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below.
0: Also pay rises in line with your previous performance, because as we know, even though some people might not like it, Sarah always says, the extra work of deserving a pay rise comes first. You slog away at that and then a pay rise comes, not the other way around, and you get a pay rise and you're like, oh, I'm motivated and woo, now I'm going to do good. So if that's been happening in the past, you've been given pay rises because you've been working hard and now you're going to stop, you're probably going to have to say goodbye to the pay rises because that has been the measure before of what qualifies one. Suddenly it doesn't
1: exist. Exactly. And if you were the top performer in the team and you were paid the most in the team and then you pull all of that extra effort away, you're still on the high salary. They can't just take that salary away from you. They're not going to be like, ah, we're withdrawing your most recent pay rise. They can't do that. What they can do is try and get rid of you. So I would... Be careful about this. If you've been paid differently because of your performance, again, they might think that you're not keeping up with what you were being paid to do because you were paid for. Hey, you always do so much, we're gonna pay you for that. You
0: know what I mean? Tricky sitch. I feel like quiet quitting is gonna be tough for those actual, really overachieving people, you know? It's gonna be so sudden. <laughs> I, know, right? I feel like quiet quitting can only sort of work for people that were just were already Not a star employee and we're just a bit overboard and then they rein it in a bit. I don't know. Well,
1: we'll talk about what you can do instead to get the same effect without, you know, raising the alarms and having these consequences. The other thing that I think about with this is job security. Now, I say this a lot on this podcast. I don't necessarily like that this is the truth. I'm not saying it should be like this. But it's how it is. It is, in my experience. Yeah, that's right. And I think my job here on this podcast is to not talk about my vision for an ideal world, it's to talk to you about what it's actually like, in my experience. So, when you're thinking about job security and uncertain times, we're in a really weird environment at the moment where unemployment is really low, but we've also got rising interest rates and a potential looming recession in the US. So things are going to get a bit weird, I think, for employers. If there's jobs to be cut or you know, tech's going through it at the moment, there's lots of layoffs and things. Um, in a team, if you've got a bunch of people and some of them do the bare minimum and you are forced to reduce half of the team, who's going to be in that bottom
0: half? The people that do the bare minimum, bye.
1: Yeah. So going above and beyond can give you job security and sometimes that's been the thing that's helped me feel confident in an uncertain time in the past because I felt like, well, if they had to pick one person to
0: stay, it's going to be me because I'm the most irreplaceable. What's that saying about you don't have to be the fastest swimmer when you're getting away from a shark, just not the last or the slowest or whatever? Exactly. And it's a horrible way to think about
1: it, isn't it? Because someone else is losing their job, right? But again, I think it's just something to think about. If your industry is potentially susceptible to this kind of stuff, I mean, think about your job security and think about that as a trade-off for keeping it.
0: Another thing to consider is similar to how you might be sort of ruled out from further pay rises, same goes for promotions and future career prospects. You know, if you're trying to climb these corporate ladders, look, it might not go so well. Yeah, correct. So we've covered the potential consequences, why you might be doing it in the first place, what can happen. Here are some alternatives in case you've heard that and thought, hmm, Sounds a bit risky. Here's some alternatives. Firstly, set boundaries. Sounds simple. Nobody will ever tell you to work less. You have to do that yourself. And how do you do that? If you check your emails on your holiday and the weekends and
1: you're constantly staying back and coming in early and eating your lunch at your desk, not one single person is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, go home. Don't check your emails on the weekend. They're just not going to. If you offer up that work voluntarily without being asked, no one's gonna stop you.
0: And unfortunately, when you start doing this, like people do expect it. Like if you reply instantly, people are like, oh, I'll just hit Emma up now and say, I need it now because I know that she's always available. So I guess it's a bit of a lesson to not set up that reputation for yourself if that's something you value is having not overachieving at work and having balance.
1: I am really strict on no emails over the weekend. Some people might find that shocking because I think a lot of people answer emails over the weekend. When I've left on a Friday, I might be there a couple of hours later than I want to be. But when I leave, I'm done. I'm not checking anything. If something's urgent, I will get a phone call because someone else will have found out about it and called me because they need me for something. Because realistically, what kind of HR emergency is there going to be? Yeah. Like they desperately need a call back immediately, right? Like again, and it will be a phone call. It won't be an email. (laughs) Like it's going to be, they have my personal number. They can reach me. I'm still reachable, but I don't need to check my emails. If it's an email, it's by definition, not urgent. (laughs) So think about what these boundaries look like for you. Some people really like checking their emails on a Sunday before they go back to work and getting everything sorted before they go in on Monday and they're not surprised. Okay, fine. If that works for your anxiety, great. Do it on Sunday. Maybe it's an evening thing. Maybe it's an early mornings thing. Maybe it's on holidays. If you're on holidays, don't check your emails. Try and set some of those boundaries for yourself.
0: Are there really people that do that? Oh, Emma. I'm lucky in my job. The emails I have are news, like media releases, 100% nonstop. I don't get bureaucratic emails, you know. I don't have Cindy from accounts or, like, I don't internally email my colleagues. So I just can't imagine being like, oh, I have to get back to them. Like, I'm lucky in that sense.
1: This takes me back to that thing about if something happened to you, God forbid, touch wood, your company would replace you. Yeah, in a week, Exactly. Like maybe it would take them more than a week, but they're going to keep continuing as a company without you. I guarantee it. So they can survive for your trip to Bali.
0: Yeah. Facts. Another thing you can do is talk to your manager. Tell them how it is. What would you say? Hey, I'm going to quiet quit. No. (laughs) Talk to them about the problems, about what's going on. Why do you even want to do it in the first place? So have a crack. I'm feeling burnt out. The workload's not manageable. I need more support. It's too much pressure.
1: Yeah. I'm finding that I'm getting stressed out. I'm exhausted by the end of the day. I've got too much responsibility. Is there any way that I can give some of these responsibilities to someone else or is there support that I can be given? I'd really like your help in setting some boundaries because I'm worried otherwise I'm going to really burn out.
0: And if they're a good employer, they're going to want to act because a burnt out employee is a bigger burden than a slightly tired employee.
1: Exactly. And also, they don't want you to quit if they like you as a team member and they want to have you there. And if you've got a supportive manager, they will help you. <laughs> they will try and support you. And if your manager doesn't give you any support after this conversation, well, I think you know what I'm going to say next. Quiet,
0: quit. <laughs> no.
1: Well, I mean, maybe like soft launch your actual resignation, because if you're experiencing these things and reaching out for support and you're not getting anything back, I think you can do better than that in another job for sure.
0: You can do better. Also reflect on why you're unhappy. Are you in the wrong job? Is there something else that isn't right? When were you last really fulfilled in work? What's changed? Be a little detective. And like, What is it about
1: your current job that you think might be causing that? Is there a different kind of job that you think you'd enjoy more? Do you need a break? You know, do you need to take some time off and use some of your leave? I think some reflection of where this is coming from is a really good thing to think about.
0: Also, look for another role. Just straight up, see what's out there.
1: Yeah, like actually use this as a bit of a sign to go, maybe I do actually just need to get out of here.
0: Or... Maybe it's the perfect time for a whole career
1: change. Yes, exactly. I think there's a few takeaways from this. I mean, in the original TikTok itself, he captioned it, this works best if you can tolerate your job, (laughs) right? If you tolerate your job, but you just want to step back a little bit and set some boundaries, do that. Set some boundaries. But if you're miserable and burnt out and like just completely over it, I think you deserve better. I think you can find a place that doesn't make you that miserable. Work doesn't have to be miserable. I don't think it needs to bring you all your joy. It shouldn't define you, but I think you can do better than miserable.
0: Even if it's a step down, I went through a phase after uni, didn't I? Where I said, I'm over it. I'm just going to work at Kohl's for a year. That's a supermarket, by the way. (laughs) And I was thrilled about that. The thought of just doing, I don't want to say a mindless job, because I'm sure it has its challenges in its ways, but like not a critical thinking job, you know, just a mundane repeat the same thing every day. I was stoked. So if that's you and you need to go work at a supermarket for a year, do it. Like I was craving to do that, to just go home and like I might be generalizing, I don't know, but I can't imagine people who work at supermarkets, unless they're a manager or whatever, go home and like deeply stress about it and worry, you know, I just wanted a job that I clocked in, clocked off. Again, hourly rate, right? Do you see that difference between
1: you're paid when you're there, you're not when you're not? Yes, 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 That's the difference. And you can check out because you're not being paid to have any responsibility for that Area. But when you get to a manager, a manager is on a salary, Salary. which is why they have to worry about, oh, so and so sick.
0: Oh, the stall's burnt down. Like,
1: you know, they have responsibility outside of work that is work. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think that's a nice takeaway from the whole concept of the quiet quitting really comes from this shifting attitude that we are a bit tired of hustling. And so, if that's you, 100% it is okay to take a step back, get a quote unquote in your words mind-numbing, easy, repetitive job for a little bit and then live for the weekends and after and before your shifts. Do that for a bit. You'll probably have a spring in your step after no time and then maybe can consider going back to a corporate-y job if that's what you want.
1: I think there's lots of answers to this that aren't the extremes that people are talking about where in the media, they're talking about, you know, completely overworking and then going to clock in, clock out mentality. I think there's a lot of room in between those two things. There's a lot of levels where you can just remind yourself and even that mindset shift in the comments that we saw, it's not the end of the world, what you're doing. It is a job. You work for a company. They will survive without you. I was going to say, and the thing that I often remind myself is I've worked for lots of different companies and some of them have been in retail and childcare and things like that. We're not saving lives. We're selling shoes. We're selling fridges, you know,
0: like it's not that serious. (laughs) It's not that deep. Yeah. I can't really say the same for my job. My job carries a lot of responsibility and moral weight. Like I'm literally informing people of events and it's my job not to incite panic and to, you know,
1: But if you made a mistake or you missed something, like, "Mm, it's not that serious. Yeah. I make mistakes all the time. People are not like counting down to their... Like there's multiple news sources. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not their only news source. Like it's not the end of the world.
0: Yes, it's not the dark ages and it's the only... They have a battery-operated radio that connects them, 100%. I don't know how people would deal with that though when they are saving people's lives. Like
1: if you are working in the ER, I don't know how you reset your mindset.
0: You're a hero. And uh, hey, hey, disclaimer, please do not quiet quit if you are a healthcare worker. I do not want my surgeon going, meh. I'll just do one less stitch because I'm <laughs> soft launching. I do not want my pathologist going up. Oh, I'll just jam in this needle because can't be bothered to find the vein. Healthcare workers, you are not allowed to quite quit. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you can set boundaries.
1: Don't accept all the shifts that you're asked for. You know, there's different ways to do that, right? Just don't compromise patient safety,
0: okay? <laughs> Wait, let's think of what other jobs can't and really shouldn't quite quit. Pilots. <laughs> Pilots. Pilots are not allowed to quiet quit. <laughs> What would the scenario be like for that? They just didn't do the safety check or they didn't radio in to say they're leaving because they can't be bothered. So then they crash with another plane.
1: I don't know. How do they go above and beyond? Their announcement's like, we're here. (laughs) Hey, everyone, (laughs) we've landed. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss.